0: Hey guys, good morning. So today I'm gonna talk about 10 reasons why you might not be losing weight. Um, And this question, of course, comes up all the time with one-on-one clients, in my DMs. Um, And what happens is, you know, women are on this journey to lose body fat, lose weight, change their body composition, and they kind of get stuck and they don't really know what to do next. And it's kind of like troubleshooting, I guess, or just figuring out what to do next. And a lot of the times it really is going back to basics which is not fun, is not exciting, it's not sexy, like adding BCAAs to your water, doing intermittent fasting and all the fancy things. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to go over a few of those things that, you know, when we're working with one-on-one clients, we really do go back to these things again and again, just to figure out, you know, what's going on here. Why is the body holding on to that weight? Like, why is it not... Losing weight, so I wanted to share these with you guys. There is a new post in my feed that covers these more in detail, there's a little handy dandy checklist, um, so check it out and see if any of these things resonate with you. So let's dive into it i have my little list right here so i don't forget them all um but number one the number one reason why you might not be losing weight is you are super duper stressed and stress affects everything And i know everyone's like yeah yeah i know i need to manage my stress but when you really do dial into what's going on with the stress in your life stress also with what's going on um in Your nutrition and your fitness and all that it really makes such a difference so obviously mental stress as far as like work relationships finances things like that for sure Um, but also if you are constantly in that stressed out state your cortisol is going to be through the roof because our bodies, we don't understand the difference between getting chased by a lion or being stressed out because our taxes are due. We have that same stress response. Um, But when our our cortisol levels are constantly elevated, it's also going to elevate our blood sugar, which is going to also elevate our insulin. And insulin is the thing that builds things. It builds muscles. It also builds fat, (laughs) fat cells. Um, So we don't want to have our cortisol constantly elevated. So if we are always stressed, you might have issues with losing weight but also might have issues with blood sugar so with that it is so so important to keep your blood sugar balanced throughout the day so having meals that have protein carbs and fat every single meal um, and doing your best to balance your plate that is really really key so number one stress Um, do anything you can to manage stress Um, with one-on-one clients I think It's more about setting boundaries, and especially with this whole work-life balance or not balance that work runs into home life, home life runs into work life, Um, but putting some boundaries around working hours, Asking for help as much as possible. Um, I just think about you know women who do it all. They're moms. They work full time. They're doing all the things, but asking for help from their partner, from other family members, even hiring somebody to help out. Um, I think that's really, really huge. Um, and then of course the self-care things that you know always get put on the back burner. Um, but even coming up with like. Uh, the before bed routine, I think can be like really, really helpful as a way just to wind down and to relax and give yourself 15 minutes to yourself to read a book or something like that, um, which of course leads into number two is sleep. Sleep is really, really important. Sleep is magical. It fixes all things. Um, and the thing with sleep and blood sugar is if you're not sleeping, your blood sugar is going to be out of whack too. So I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that you have like a crappy night of sleep. And then the next day, all you one is like caffeine and sugar and you know those quick carbs or the quick sugars from those um, refined carbs I don't know about you but days that I, or nights that I don't sleep the next day I cannot control my hunger I just want to eat everything all day because I want that extra energy and my blood sugar is so out of whack so sleep totally important very very important also sleep is amazing for recovery as far as your workouts go building muscle all of that but sleep is so rejuvenative. Rejuvenated? Is that the right word? (laughs) You guys know what I'm saying. Um, But it helps as far as just repairing, recovering, um, and can really help with weight loss. I mean, if you are not sleeping, your body is in some sort of stressed out state um, because it's not getting the rest that it needs. So that sleep is very, very important, obviously for changing your body composition, um, building muscle, all that good stuff, but also just helping your body repair and rejuvenate itself, um, gut health, um, improve gut health, and help your digestion rest. Um, There's a lot of reasons why sleep is so important. And, And that's always, besides the stress thing, I would say sleep is like, the next thing I'm talking to my clients about because it is so, so important. And if you're somebody that's like, oh, I can get, I can live off five hours of sleep, try sleeping eight and see how you feel. It like really makes a difference. Like, sure, you can get by on five hours of sleep, but imagine how much better you would feel if you slept seven or eight hours. Um, it really does make such a difference. Even just like your mental headspace, like how much better you sleep. Uh, so that's one and two number three is you've been on a diet forever and i have talked about this in multiple videos Uh, but if you're somebody who has chronically dieted for a long time maybe you've done the yo-yo diet over and over again you've cut your calories down super duper low there's nowhere for you to go from there if you're eating 1200 calories Are you gonna eat 900 calories? Are you gonna eat 700 calories? I mean, really, that's the only way for you to lose weight. Um, So if you're somebody who's kind of stuck in that low calorie eating, it's time for you to do a reverse diet. It's time to get your metabolism back to a healthy place. Um, So when you are ready to do an official cut, you have calories to cut from. I mean, I have plenty of clients that are cutting at like 1900 calories, 2000 calories, because we've spent the time increasing their calories above 2000. So when they're in a cut they're not starving <laughs> they're just at a there's sm- they're at a deficit and it really does help them lose body fat um <clears throat> but they're not starving they're not miserable and it's a lot more sustainable for them so If you want more information about this reverse dieting stuff, I have a lot of videos in my feed, I have resources on my site. um, But yeah, if you have been dieting forever and ever and you're kind of stuck and nothing's happening, um, it might be because you're just eating too few calories and the body is just done. It does not want to fight with you anymore about under eating. Um, So just something to consider there. Um, number four is you haven't spent long enough in maintenance, and this is something I have talked to my one-on-one clients about, my groups about, and it goes back to what I just said. Your body needs to be healthy enough to lose weight, and the longer you're in maintenance, the better results you're going to have when you decide to do a cut. And I personally recommend cutting just once a year. I mean, maybe you could fit in two, um, but I think one cut a year is all your body really wants to do. Of course, it's going to depend on the person. Um, but. Spend Spending a lot of time and maintenance gets your body into that healthy place, like all your functions are functioning better because all your functions are functioning better. All your like bodily functions, your organs, um, just your health in general is at a better place because you have more calories to... Um, provide it as far as energy goes. And if you are under eating, you know things aren't gonna work as well. I just think about the thyroid and maybe your hormones and things like that. Um, So you just wanna make sure you are spending enough time in maintenance. And I really think, I think if you have like a healthy metabolism, you could probably pull off four months. If you're somebody who's been in that yo-yo diet, Phase or really has been under eating for a while, I would say six months or more. Um, I even have a client that we spent nine months in maintenance just hanging out before we did any sort of cut. Um, so really just giving your body time to heal itself, recover and get to like a healthy number as far as what your calories are. Um, and I recommend maintenance calories as far as that goes and I always tell people to check check out the Tdee.net calculator. I think that's a really good one. it does not starve you it gives you like a decent amount of calories uh, but that's a good place to start and of course it's a calculator it's an estimate but it gives you like a ballpark of where you should be as far as your maintenance calories go. Um, but yes it makes it makes such a difference. Um, The next reason why you might not be losing weight is because you are overtraining. I have also talked about this a lot because I fell into this trap hardcore. Um, I was doing way too much high intensity exercise. I was super duper stressed, not sleeping, getting up at four in the morning to work, Um, and I gained a ton of weight in probably like three months. It came on very, very fast, but just goes to show you. When all these things come together, oh, and my blood sugar was a disaster, so um, there were a lot of things going in play, but that overtraining was a piece of the puzzle, um, and it was just too too much stress on the body. It goes back to that cortisol idea that I was talking about. When you work out, it just raises your cortisol, and it's normal to have that response, but what we want is that cortisol to go back down to normal, and that's that's the normal response that we want to see, but what happens is people have this chronically elevated cortisol where they're working out, they're running from job to school and doing like a million different things, and that cortisol never gets back to normal. So it's just chronically elevated. So if that's the case, you're having blood sugar issues, glucose issues, insulin issues, things like that. So then it's gonna be so much harder to lose weight. Your body is just so, so stressed out. Um, And I I don't know if you follow other people on Instagram, but I feel like this is like kind of coming around where people aren't going crazy on that high intensity stuff anymore. And they're focused more on the heavy lifting, the strength training, and just walking and hiking and yoga and more low key things. So if you're somebody who has been just spinning their wheels, working out 6 days a week, you know, crushing the Peloton, crushing I don't hate Peloton, crushing orange theory, these high intensity workouts. It might be time to lay off those a little bit and, you know, focus more on the strength training and walking and giving your body kind of a break. And it happened all the time with our one-on-one clients that we switch things around with their workouts um, and we do less of that high intensity stuff and they actually see results. It's like crazy to see. And it's so counterintuitive because everybody thinks more, I need to do more, I need to go harder. Um, And sometimes it's too much for the body and too, too much. Um, And I've seen this again and again on Dutch tests where like the cortisol, my client's cortisol is just like totally tanked. Like their bodies are just done. Um, Or the opposite where it's like crazy high. So. Love the Dutch dust. Okay, the next reason why you might not be losing weight is that you're only doing cardio. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying, not necessarily like overtraining, um, but you're focusing all your energy in burning calories. And sure, you know, cardio is great, it's good for a lot of reasons, mind, body, soul, Um, but it's not gonna help you build muscle. And if you wanna change your body composition, you need to lift weights, or you need to do some sort of strength training. Um, And it needs to be challenging for you, it doesn't need to crush your soul, but it needs to be heavy-ish. Um, in the sense that you need to challenge and change your muscles, um, because yeah, just doing a bunch of cardio, you're not going to build muscle. So if you're, you know, just running and running and running, um, you're not going to build muscle. <laughs> So you got to do some sort of strength training and that muscle building is so important for boosting your metabolism um, So you can burn more calories in the long run and then also when you build muscle It changes the shape of your body. It changes your body composition how you actually look So if you're going for that toned look or you want to just look like you work out um, It is key to do some sort of strength training And a little plug for Strong Made Simple 2, it comes out the 19th, um, so just two weeks away. And beta testers, it comes out the 14th. You guys get early access, so keep a lookout for that. And there's a nutrition companion guide that goes with all of this as well. So keep a lookout for that as well, because the combination um, will do wonders as far as body composition goals go. So very excited about that. Um, the next reason is because you are eating too many processed foods, and this is something we talk about with our one-on-one clients as well. Um, we have access to their My Fitness pal journal, so we can see what they're eating, um, and a lot of times we'll see, you know, the sodium super duper high. And when we look at, you know, their food choices, there's a lot of processed stuff in there, and that processed stuff can, you know, lead to like extra bloating. Um, it can really mess with your gut as far as the quality of those ingredients. Um, so if you're eating a lot of processed stuff, you know like protein cookies and like low-carb keto stuff um, it might be smart to switch those to more whole foods Um, and I'm not somebody to poo-poo those fun foods I mean you guys saw me eating fiery hot Doritos and Cheetos like last week so I'm not to say like you can't have those fun foods every once in a while but you do want the majority of your foods coming from the earth um, that have been grown that are you know living or came from living things but things that are really healthy and natural and avoiding some of those processed foods and of course, convenience, I get that too. You know, we'll eat like a Banza pasta or RX bars or something like that. I think those like minimally processed foods have a place in your diet too, just as far as convenience. But you definitely don't want your whole diet looking like that. I would say um, the like 80% should be good, wholesome foods meat and fish and vegetables and beans <laughs> and nuts and seeds, um, all that good stuff. So. Is something to think about if your diet is a lot of processed foods and you're not losing weight, that could be why. Um, and the next reason why you might not be losing weight is that you are estimating how much you are eating, and this is a huge one. Um, this is something I talk to prospective clients about all the time because if you don't know how much you're eating, you can't really make changes towards. Um, your body composition goals, as far as being in a reverse diet, going to a cut, uh, going into a bulk, if you have no idea. And I think most people don't because they're not weighing and measuring your food. And I think that is important to give you an idea how much you are eating. Um, And I don't think you need to weigh and measure your food forever and always. Um, And even now, I only weigh like certain foods just to make sure I'm getting enough of them. Um, So like protein, oh my gosh, I just have the hardest time getting in enough protein. Um, So I will weigh my food to make sure I'm getting, you know, four ounces of ground bison at a meal or something like that because I don't think I naturally eat that much but I know the protein's good for me. I know it satisfies me but then I know how much I am eating Um, and this is something we actually do with our one-on-one clients when we start working together is we almost do like a nutrition audit with them and this is something you could totally do on your own Um, but we spend 10 days tracking everything they are eating and drinking. So the good, the bad, the ugly and I tell them all the time I'd rather have you say that you or track that you drank a whole bottle of wine and then pretend like it didn't happen or tell me you only had two glasses because knowing that information entering it into my fitness pal gives you data like this you probably had like a bazillion carbs in that wine but it goes to show you how you can balance your choices. And I think that's really important as far as macro goes. I love macros just because they give you so much data as far as what you are doing. It gives you feedback as far as like w- what you're doing with your food. And I think that's really, really helpful for making choices. Um, I don't think you need to quote unquote, hit your macros every single day, um, but they are information for you. They are making you aware of your choices and helping you as far as covering your bases getting enough protein, getting enough fiber. Um, Carbs and fat are kind of interchangeable, depends on the person, Uh, but just making sure you are eating the number of calories that work for you. Um, and again, it's just it's just data and if you don't know how much you are eating um, or how much you are consuming, it's hard to get to your goals because you don't know. Um, and that's the thing if you are in a cut and you're not really tracking or you're kind of estimating and it's not that close, like are you really in a cut? Um, I have this example that I share with um, my group with the mentorship um, with peanut butter and how like, <laughs> <laughs> tracking peanut butter—that—that at any sort of nut butter just really adds up. But like having like a spoonful of peanut butter and being like, oh, that's a tablespoon. It could almost be like a tablespoon and a half. It could be two tablespoons. Like how much you're like overdoing it. Um, but all those little calories can really add up. And this is not to say that you need to be like a crazy like stickler for like every single thing that you're tracking. But the things that like really add up, like the nut butter. <laughs> The nut butter, the alcohol, the tiny little hand. (laughs) Will you get dressed, bud? He was in his underwear, so I'm glad he didn't come on the screen right then. Um, But the foods that really add up. So I would say... um, like the nut butter the alcohol the pasta the rice um, cheese um, things that, that that are really delicious and the calories can really add up those are the things that I would track and weigh and make sure you're getting enough same goes with like the protein sources so it's just to make sure you're getting enough um, the veggies I'm a little bit more loose with of course like if you are trying to hit a fiber goal I think that would be important just to know how much you are getting per day um, but yeah just knowing how much you are eating is very very important and I think a lot of clients when they come to us they like kind of know how much they're eating, they don't really know how much they're eating. Um, but also doing that 10-day tracking exercise gives you a starting point for what you are going to do. Are you under eating? Do you need to do a reverse diet? Are you overeating? Um, do you need to do a cut? So it gives you really good information for where you're going to start the next phase of your nutrition. All right, and then the last reason where why you might not be losing weight is because your hormones are out of whack, your thyroid's out of whack, your gut health is trashed, <laughs> all those things. And I'm saying that lovingly, because my gut health is trashed. <laughs> Well, not now because I'm on Stellara, but you know what I mean, guys. Um, I can can relate to the gut stuff. But if you're a hormone, thyroid, gut, any of that, or even HPA axis, your adrenals, any of that is out of whack. It's going to be really, really hard to lose weight. And a lot of these things go back to those foundational things, stress and sleep, food quality. Um, Again and again, and I know you guys are like, Yeah, yeah, I know, I know these things are important, but it's hard, it's hard to focus on those things. We're so programmed to do all the flashy, fun things, quick fixes, you know, supplements, all that stuff, when it really does go back to the basics again and again. Um, But of course, the thyroid, um, thyroid's off, it will slow down everything in the body as far as um, processes go, how things are working, which of course will slow down any sort of weight loss. Um, Hormones, there's a million things I could say there, but I. This thing I see a lot is um, high estrogen, low progesterone, low testosterone. Um, If you have high estrogen, uh, estrogen dominance, estrogen feeds fat cells, fat cells feed estrogen. It's kind of like this crazy cycle, so it can make losing weight harder. Um, Low testosterone will make it harder for you to gain muscle, so really helping to get your um, hormones in a good place. But a lot of that goes back to stress and sleep and food quality and gut health. And of course, gut health is a long, long thing. I could say so many things about that, but I would say um, number one is just good quality foods, wholesome foods, getting rid of the processed stuff, um, and just being kind to your gut and not <laughs> not eating garbage. I think that's probably the number one. And of course, if you want to add in um, pre and probiotic foods, those are the ones that feed all those good gut bacteria. But again, the whole gut thing is a very long involved <laughs> topic. Might be for another day, but Um, Like I said, if these things are out of whack, it's gonna be so much harder to lose weight. Um, So keep those things in mind. And of course, if you wanna work together, do some testing, um, would love to have you. I really do think the Dutch test gives us so much good information and just gives you direction as far as like what's going on in your body as far as your hormones. Um, And then cortisol-wise, what's going on there? Um, Is your cortisol through the roof or are you kind of in that low cortisol? Um, And both of those can have really uh big effects on if you were losing weight or not and how you feel in general i mean low low cortisol you might just feel like garbage all day you might have trouble getting out of bed high cortisol you might have trouble sleeping um it's it's there's a lot going on there but the test just gives you a lot of good information all right i hope you guys found this helpful i mean it was 10 things i tried to cover them With detail but not too much detail that you're watching this video for a million years but of course if you guys have questions you want more information you want to work with us um, definitely reach out more than happy to chat about any of those options Um, but I hope you are having a lovely morning so far Um, I do need to announce the winners of the coffee sweatshirt and t-shirt so I will do that on the next slides and yeah have a great day